0: Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Vic Legrand, Myra Marsh, Colleen Collins, Bob Bruce, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler, and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the Kings Band and Billy Mills Orchestra. Many happy returns of the day. That's a familiar birthday greeting. But to Mr. and Mrs. Rosebush of Oakwood, Michigan, those words have unusual significance. You see, a year ago, on January 10th, 1951, four extremely delicate little babies were born to the Rosebushes. So tiny, so delicate, it was a question about whether there would be many happy returns of the day for all four. But you should see how they've grown in that year. How strong and sturdy they are now. It's easy to see when you look at the Rosebush babies how much pet evaporated milk can do for even the most delicate infants. And it's easy to understand why their doctor approved pet milk for their feeding. For this safe, easy-to-digest milk is always uniformly rich in all of the substances that help a baby to build sound teeth, strong, straight limbs, and to make sturdy, steady growth. We know it was a very happy birthday at the Rosebush home last Thursday, and we at Pet Milk Company are glad and proud to have had some part in making that day such a happy one. This is the day of the rummage sale at the Wistful Vista Women's Club. And the living room at number 79 looks like a cyclone had hit a second-hand clothing store. As we join Fibber McGee and Molly...
1: And I told some of the ladies we'd take their stuff down to the sale for them again, so they dropped it off here, you see.
2: Oh, yeah, they should have dropped it off the dock at Dugan's Lake. That's the crummiest-looking collection of rummage I ever popped a peeper at.
1: Now, it isn't that bad, dearie. Oh,
2: look at it. Anybody'd swear a bunch of scarecrows had come in here and done a strip
1: tease. <laughs> You actually
2: expect to sell this
1: stuff? Why, of course. <laughs> You know, I've been in charge of the clothing booth at these sales for years, and I always make my quota.
2: Well, you'd be lucky today to make a dime. This stuff ain't worth a quota.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't you get it, Molly? Quota, quota, four quotas make a dollar.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: funny, McGee. Mm. <laughs> I'm out of practice. <laughs> Anyhow, you got to admit there's some pretty weird-looking junk here. Where'd you get this woman's hat? Well, Mrs. Shields brought that in. Oh, she did. She said she bought it for
2: 1895. You mean she bought it in 1895? <laughs> <laughs> but even so, then, any works on this gosh awful kimono. Who'd you get this thing from?
1: Mrs. Roth gave us that. Mrs. Roth?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She said it was a valuable Chinese kimono, and to be sure, and call people's attention to the oriental designs on it. Mm-hmm. That's a dragon in front.
2: Mm-hmm. I bet when she had it on, it was a dragon in the rear, too. <laughs> Well, if this is the kind of stuff we got to tell... Oh, well, I... no,
1: I'm not worried, sweetheart. With you to help me with your super salesmanship, we'll fracture him. Well, I
2: will admit that if anybody can peddle this batch of moth bait, I'm the guy you're looking at.
1: <laughs>
2: I've been a natural-born salesman ever since I was a kid in ankle pants.
1: Ankle pants?
2: My big brother's knee pants.
3: <laughs> I remember when
2: all the kids in town were trying to get a jackknife with a special gimmick for taking stones out of horses' hooks. You got it by selling 500 bars of Simpkin Sassafast-scented soap. And I was the only kid that made the grade.
3: <laughs> you
1: sold 500 bars of it? To my mother.
3: Oh. <laughs> and the
2: whole family smelt like Sassafast for 15 years.
1: Well, I was really getting a jackknife the hard way. Yeah,
2: it turned out to be not worth it, too, either. On account of I never did find a horse with a stone in its hook. LAUGHTER I lifted so many horses' legs, they started to shy away when they seen me coming.
3: What a pity. I also
2: lifted a mule's leg, too, but it didn't have a stone in so too, either. <laughs> At least that's what they told me when they dragged me out of the mud hole that kicked me in.
1: Ah, uh, you did live dangerously, didn't
2: you? Ah, yes, but that's in the past. But I always have been a heck of a good salesman. Even with this kind of junk to work with, I guarantee I'll sell more rummage than anybody there to so see. Well,
1: I'm sure you will. Yep. Although Mayor Latrivia has made the same promise. Ah. Uh, you know what? He's helping Mrs. Bailey at the furniture booth, and he claims he'll outsell both of us. Latrivia? Ah. Uh,
2: he couldn't sell saw blades in sinks.
1: <laughs> well, you gather up the stuff,
2: kiddo, while I get my hat, and let's get down there and get this thing Oh, now, started. just
1: a minute, dearie. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Where are you going? Someplace?
2: place? <laughs> Just taking these things down for the women's club rummage sale,
1: old-timer. Care to contribute some old clothes to the cause? Nope, not me, Johnny. Well, why don't you, Mr. Old-timer? It would show your civic spirit show sure more
4: than that, daughter. The only old clothes I got is the one somewhere.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: your excuse, but you ought to come to the sale anyway. I'm gonna be their head salesman there today.
4: Maybe I could give you some pointers, Johnny. Oh? I used to be quite a salesman myself at one time. Worked out of a suitcase on street corners. Oh,
2: a pitch, man, eh? What'd you sell?
4: Everything, son. I started off with a miracle of the century. The little nifty necktie cleaner, guaranteed to remove the spots from any necktie. Did it work good? Work worked too good, son. <laughs> Removed the spots from most of the stripes.
3: <laughs> well, I
4: hope you quit selling it. Yep. I switched over to a special tonic, daughter. Composed of 1% Tabasco sauce, 1% turpentine, 98% alcohol, and a dash of gunpowder. It was for people that suffered from rheumatism and lumbago.
3: It It's
4: those things. Nope, but it made you forget you
3: had them. <laughs>
4: Tonic was invented by an Indian chief. Oh. He took the first dose, and the formula passed on to his wife, Princess Watagumi Wiki.
3: <laughs> Watagumi
4: Wiki? That means widow of the man who exploded. <laughs>
3: I
2: see. The guy took a powder in blue, did he? <laughs>
3: took powder in blue. <laughs> That's pretty good,
4: Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. Uh-uh. One feller says, Tell the feller, say, <laughs> I read where Mr. Truman is planning little change for the revenue department. <laughs> that so, says the other Well, he needn't look at me. They got all my change this morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Billy Mills the orchestra and soliloquy.
3: Ha, <laughs> ha,
2: about you, kiddo. Where'd you run off to?
1: Well, I went to hang up our coats in the cloakroom, dear. Oh. Quite a few people starting to come in, aren't there? Yeah, I already
2: made one sale, if I never make another one. You know that straw skimmer that Mort Cooke's donated?
1: You mean the one with the band that says chicken inspector on it?
2: Yep.
1: Well, now, who on earth did you sell that to?
2: A guy with the city poultry department. You mean? Yep, a chicken inspector. <laughs> I've been busy raising the stuff here such as it is.
1: Well, it looks good. I
2: hung up that canvas hammock there and put all the shoes in it. Hey, how'd the canvas hammock ever get mixed up with all these old clothes anyhow?
1: That isn't a hammock. Huh? That's Mrs. Bradley's corset.
3: <laughs>
1: well, it's too late to dump all the
2: shoes out of it now.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know how we're going to raise any dough with junk we got in this booth, ma. Uh-oh, look, 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 look. Ain't this old man McDonald, the president
1: of the Third National Bank's wife, coming? Yeah. Mm. Look at the walk on her. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> the
1: way she prances in here, you think she owns the building. Mm-hmm. And come to think of it, she does.
2: Yeah, they're so rich.
3: Hello, Mrs.
1: McDonald. So nice to see you, dear. Well, hello, Mrs. McGee. You're looking lovely. I only hope I can look as good at your age, dear. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you must have, dear. (laughs) And now what brings you down to our rummage sale? Looking for a spring outfit, are you? (laughs) What a cute sense of humor. I just dropped in, really, to make sure that you got my donation all right. I sent a bundle down with the butler. Yes, he brought it, and thank you so much. It's lovely. Quite all right, dear. Goodbye. 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 And thanks for the bundles. Some bundles. What'd she send? A pair of basketball bloomers. (laughs)
3: Size
1: 48. Mm. Three bandana handkerchiefs. A leather helmet and goggles. And a bright green shawl. Wow. Now, what on earth will we do with that? Well, it
2: might come in handy for a fat lady with a bad cold who wants to ride a motorcycle in the St. Patrick's Day parade. (laughs) Give me the bundle and I'll stir up some action. All right, folks. How much am I bid for this bundle? I bid
3: two cents.
2: Two cents? Oh, hi, Ollie. Hello, Magie. Well,
1: hi, Oli.
2: Oh, you're fine, Hey, missus. you ain't gonna get all this stuff for no two cents. What's the idea of making a bid like that, Ollie? That me and my missus have a sight. And she oh. say for two cents I go home to motor.
3: <laughs> so,
2: I think I better tend to two cents before I give it to her. <laughs> my
1: goodness, what were you two quarreling about?
2: Well, every Monday, the missus stay late at her bridge club, so I come home and fix dinner. Mm-hmm. Last night, I put sauerkraut on the boil, I lay spare ribs out on the table, begin to shift the flour for the dumplings, and then things go wrong.
3: Oh.
2: What happened, Ollie? Well, first the doorbell rings. Huh? So I go to the door with apron on and flour shifter in my hand, and it's a salesman. Mm-hmm. He say good evening, and I hit him with a flour shifter.
1: <laughs> Why did you hit the poor lad for saying good evening?
2: It was the way he said it. Good evening, madam. Oh, so I slam the door, go back to the kitchen, and our dog Jupiter, he's got the spare in. Shoes <laughs> the meat off of half of them, and it's time to bury the bones in the garbage, I suppose.
3: <laughs>
2: so I chase Jupiter out into the yard, and when I come back to the kitchen, the sauerkraut is spoiled over on the floor. Wow. I slip in the sauerkraut juice and sit down so hard, the floor scepter falls off the table on my head. <laughs> Boy, you were having a time. And while I sit there scraping the flour off my face, my boy Sven takes his head in the kitchen and says, Hi, Pop, let's <laughs> So I throw the clock at the slant.
1: So well, I can see why those things made you mad, Ollie. but where did your wife come in?
2: Through the back door with her arm full of roses. See <laughs> that's "That you, dinner? And I say I was, and she says, too bad. I meant to tell you my bridge club was canceled, and I was going to cook dinner tonight. Hmm.
1: So then you had words.
2: Well, she had words. I Me, mean, I used right like, there in the sour crowd used to have hysterics. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong, baby. That's <laughs> uh,
1: He really has his troubles, does
2: yeah. Well, I got mine, too. The is probably doing a land office business at his booth, but me with this junk we got to sell,
1: I haven't got a chance. Say, McGee, try selling this red silk petticoat Mrs. Robinson gave us. Oh. That might attract attention. Yeah. It did the night her out clocked and she ran down the street in it. <laughs>
2: yeah, give me a... Bye, George. Hello, got... Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, so,
1: Mr.
3: Wilcox.
2: Hi, Junior. Could I interest you in a silk petticoat? Uh, no,
0: pal. You in a silk petticoat wouldn't interest me at all. <laughs>
1: wants to sell it, Mr. Wilcox, not model it. Say, have you found anything that you like at this sale? Well, not so
0: far, Molly. I thought I might find some neckties to replace the ones that were stolen the other night.
1: Oh, you had a robbery
3: at your house?
0: Yes, they took four suits, two top coats, all my shirts and ties, my watch, and $80 in cash. Boy, was I lucky. Lucky? Sure. If they'd thought to go into the kitchen, they'd have taken the platter of barbecued corn and meatballs that I'd made with pet evaporated milk. Oh, (laughs)
3: That would've
2: broken my heart, you know. <laughs> pitiful part of this is he means it.
3: <laughs>
1: Did you report the robbery to the police, Mr. Wilcox? Right
0: away, Molly. Two very nice officers came over and we had a long talk. They asked me a lot of questions, and I wrote everything down for them. You wrote down the stuff that was stolen? No, I wrote down the recipe for barbecued corn and meatball. <laughs> you see, we each had a plate for a while we were talking, and when they tasted that wonderful pet milk flavor,
2: got a load of the added goodness that pet brings to all foods, they loved it. Mmm, that must have been a jolly little party. Two pavement pounders and a pet peddler. <laughs>
1: Well anyhow, Mister Wilcox, I hope you find some neckties you
0: like at our rummage sale. Well, as a matter of fact, Molly, I've given it up. I'm going home and have a rummage sale of my own. A rummage
1: sale of your own?
0: Yes, I'm going to rummage through the icebox, get out the barbecued corn and meatballs, warm them up, and sail
2: right into them. So long, now. So long, Hilo. <laughs> Guy that gets that corning ought to be barbecued himself. Now look, kiddo, let's face it. We'll never sell this bunch of junk.
1: Now, now you mustn't get discouraged, dearie. My goodness, we can't give up yet. Oh, I can, and I'm gonna.
2: As the guy said when the St. Bernard dog run its tongue over his face, I know when I'm licked. <laughs> well, well, I couldn't help hearing that,
0: McGee. Hello, Molly.
1: Hello, Mr. Mayor.
0: Things aren't going so well, eh, McGee? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, go try a pig. (laughs)
3: How
1: have you been doing at the furniture booth, Mr. Mayor?
0: Splendidly, Molly. I've taken in more than $200.
1: (laughs) Oh, how in the world did you get rid of so much furniture?
0: Salesmanship, Molly. (laughs) Hope. Ingenuity. My greatest triumph was disposing of a horrible chair that was donated by Mrs. Van Loon. At first, no one wanted it. So I ripped the upholstery, broke off one of the legs... And sold it for $50 as an antique. (laughs)
1: Heavenly days. Who fell for that?
0: Mrs. Van (laughs) Loo.
1: I'll be
2: happy to give you a few lessons in salesmanship, McGee, when I have time. Oh, yeah? Well, I got my back up now, boy. We'll find out who's a salesman around here or not. If I can't outsell you Latrivia, I'll cut my throat.
0: If you do that in the Civic Auditorium, I'd like to have the ticket confession. <laughs>
3: I'll see you,
2: Molly. Mm. <laughs> now. So. now, I'm really going to start selling this junk. That's
1: the spirit, lover.
4: Yeah,
2: give me that corset full of shoes.
4: <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, step right up for the biggest shoe sale in history. Well, well they're,
3: they're interested, all right. Shoes
2: for all occasions, folks. I got here a pair of high Congress gaiters. Is there a high congressman in the house?
4: Oh, I know that oh I know just a lot of jobs. I also There's got here one me. rubber hit boot. Is there a one-legged fisherman in the house? I also got a pair of fluffy ladies mules. Is there a fluffy
2: lady in the house? Is there a fluffy, <laughs> fluffy <laughs> mule in the
3: house?
1: Looks like they're leaving,
2: dear. Yeah, don't go away, folks. Don't go away. So I tell you what I'm gonna do.
4: I'm offering these gents walking shoes with real pearl buttons for only fifty cents. And I'm throwing in the Congress Gators. I'm throwing in the rubber hip boots. I'm throwing in the ladies' mule. I'm throwing in the towel.
3: Now wait,
1: sweetheart, there's one more chance. Huh? Let's take a look in the storeroom. Maybe there's some better stuff in there.
2: Well, for Pete's sake, why didn't you think of that sooner? You mind the booth and I'll go get them. Where is the storeroom?
1: Straight ahead. Turn left at the next aisle and it's the first door you come to. Okay,
2: I'm on my way. I'll make Latrivia eat every word he ever spoke. And that ought to keep a politician busy for a long time.
0: (laughs) The King's Men. and never.
3: I'm
2: You know, these clothes I got out of that storeroom ain't bad at all, you know. No,
1: they're much better.
2: This fur coat looks pretty good.
1: My goodness, that looks almost like me.
2: You know, this better class stuff is going to give me a chance to show the survey that the old master ain't lost his touch. When the crowd sees... One...
4: Uh-oh.
1: Look who's coming. Oh,
2: my gosh, it's that Miss Trotter. The
1: busiest body in Whistle
2: Vista. Gee, can't we pretend... Can't we pretend we don't see her? That old bat's nosier than an anteater at feeding time.
4: <laughs> Too late. Well, if it isn't the McGee's. How
1: are you, my dear? Just fine, Miss Trotter. We haven't seen you for quite a while. No, that's true. Although I believe I caught a glimpse of you at the movies last Friday night. I'm not sure it was you because I never watch people very closely. Yes, yes, we were there. Uh, We went in about 8 o'clock. (laughs)
3: 7.46. Yeah,
2: I guess that was us. We sat about halfway down. In the 17th row.
3: (laughs) It
1: probably was. As
3: I said, I just caught
1: a glimpse.
2: Did you happen to glimpse uh, what color socks I was wearing? McGee. (laughs)
1: Lavender. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, but I'm forgetting why I came to your booth. (laughs) Is that fur coat for sale? Sure, it's yours for two bucks. I'll take it. You really got a bargain, Miss Trotter? Yes. It's a lot like the coat I saw Mrs. Weatherby wearing this evening. She's a lady who just moved to Whistler Vista a month ago. Uh, yes, a very mysterious person. Nobody knows a thing about her. I believe she used to live in Dayton, Ohio. Columbus.
3: <laughs> well, anyway,
1: I've heard that Mr. Weatherby is her second husband. Third. Her first husband was a Mr. Mitchell, who was a paperhanger in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh? And her second husband was a man named Henderson, who had a drugstore in Seattle, Washington. And he ran away with a platinum blonde named Gladys Lamont, who was a chorus girl in a musical comedy and
3: slightly (laughs) pigeon-toed. Goodbye, my dear. Goodbye.
2: You know, this town don't need a newspaper. Miss Trotter could just go around and throw herself on everybody's front lawn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she bought something. Yeah, and
2: that broke the ice, but see, hand me that tan topcoat. Now's when I start the score.
1: Here you are. This
2: way, ladies and gents, for the real bargain. Yeah. Real bargains here. Yeah. Who give me a buck for this handsome tan topcoat? Hey, you? It's yours, Prap.
4: Take it away. Now here's one for the ladies. A hat that's so dad rather smart that it even looks like a hat. Yeah. Do I hear two bucks?
1: You certainly do. That's for me. All
4: yours, sis.
3: Oh, hey, you're not fine me.
4: Now here's another top coat. Made
2: of camel's hair. And just like new. The hair must have come off a camel that was only drove once a month by a wealthy Arabian from Pasadena.
3: <laughs> We're
2: going good now, so let's bid on this one. Somebody start it off. I bid two dollars.
4: Three dollars? Five dollars. Eight dollars. Keep fighting, fellas. I hate peace. Who said?
1: Ah. More
2: than a hundred bucks took in in less than ten minutes. How's that for sales, Oh,
1: Mother's proud of you, dearie. You did a great job there.
2: and I'll keep pitching as soon as I catch my breath. Once I get a head full of steam, I could sell fried pork chops to a guy with ulcers.
1: I'll show
2: the women's club what I... <laughs> Hello, McGee. Oh, so you're back with trivia? Good. You done some gloating when you was here before, and now it's my turn. Yes, I understand that your salesman increase. That's right. The fact that you're catching up to me.
1: Well, he has some better things to sell now, sir. So That's I think... got
2: nothing to do with it, Molly. I'm just a natural born salesman. Pulling in the pot-eyed public with the persuasive power of my potent personality.
3: <laughs>
2: That's what I like about you, McGee, your modesty. Eh? Thanks, Homer. On account of your taking this like a sport, I'm going to give you a break. I got a swell top coat here that looks about your size, and you can have it for a dollar.
0: Here it is. Well, that's very kind of you, but I really don't want it. Wait a minute. <laughs>
3: huh?
0: What feeble sort of joke is this? That's my top coat, the one I wore here tonight. Oh, no, that's
2: part of the rummy's Homer. We should have got out of the store. It's my here. coat, and I can prove it.
3: <laughs> look,
2: my name embroidered on the inside pocket. Let's see that. Homer Latrivia, the people's choice. (laughs) A vote for Latrivia is a vote for progress. Yes, I guess that must be yours. (laughs) Well, just take it along, boy. And never mind about the dollar. (laughs) You're much too generous. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) Molly. Yes, dearie?
2: To get to the storeroom, did you tell me to turn left or right at the next aisle? Left. And if I turned right, what would have been the first door I come to? The cloakroom. Oh.
1: Where everybody hung their coats and hats. Uh,
2: Follow me, kiddo. We're sneaking out the back way.
0: (laughs) River and Molly will be back in a moment. Pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is the first food for millions of happy, sturdy babies. Some of the most famous examples are the seven sets of pet milk quadruplets. The Caspers of Passaic, New Jersey, the Badgets of Galveston, Texas, the Zarifs of New York, the Fultz quadruplets of Reedsville, North Carolina, the Henquads of Baltimore, the Collins of the Bronx, and the newest addition to this happy pet milk family, the Rosebush quadruplets of Oakland, Michigan. Every one of these 28 babies was tiny and unusually delicate at birth. Today, they are sturdy, vigorous huskies can be. And all 28, even the caspers who are now nearly 16 years old, are still thriving on pet evaporated milk. The milk approved for their use shortly after birth. Here, indeed, is living proof that there is no better milk for babies and for growing children than pet evaporated milk. No wonder more and more doctors, when recommending evaporated milk for their young patients, specify pet evaporated milk. No wonder more and more mothers are giving their children pet milk to drink through all their growing years.
2: Oh, boy, I'm glad to be home, Molly. We just got in the house in time, too. You know
1: that? To to keep from getting killed, you mean?
2: No, to listen to the radio. Eddie Cantor's program is on tonight, Tussie.
1: Heavenly days, I almost forgot. Yeah. NBC, isn't it? Yeah.
2: How is it them announcers say it? Stay tuned for the Eddie Cantor program, which follows immediately on most of these stations.
1: Right. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>
0: evaporated milk. Pep Milk brings you Phil McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Do you like your love stories to have a happy ending? Well, then be listening when young wife Sally Carter tries a rather unusual method for patching up a lover's quarrel. It's the story of the week on Pep Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Immediately following this surprising story, Mary Lee will tell you about a wonderful new dessert that's right for everyone in your family, from the youngsters on up. The name of it: baked peach custard. And how to make these tempting peach custards, you'll hear next Saturday morning when you tune to Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program. <laughs> Next, it's the Eddie Cantor Show Business Show on NBC.